Welcome to Bundesliga Recap, match day three. The first game of the uh, match day was between Dortmund and Heidenheim. And watching this game, uh, the two early goals from Dortmund via Brandt and uh, Emery Sean from the penalty spot, I thought this would be a pretty routine game, but Dortmund proved otherwise. They let Heidenheim come back in the 61st minute from uh, Dinshi, and then uh, Kleidenheist uh, got an 82nd minute penalty, which is a bit controversial. I'm not really going to go into that, but I think it was a it was a little bit unfair to Dortmund that two decisions in the same thing led to a penalty, or those two decisions were reversed, so then Heidenheim could get a penalty. A little bit hard for them, but the fact that Dortmund just didn't show much promise in this game. Now, the expected goals showed that Dortmund had should have had another goal. They had over three, but Heidenheim had over two for expected goals, so it shows that Dortmund's defense is... Not where it needs to be. Emery Sean was the best player in the game, according to some stats that he had an assist and a goal. But overall, it didn't look like Dortmund had any of that same fight or like technical ability that they had last year. Now, I mean, Dortmund did lose a few players. Most notably, I mean, Bellingham. Losing him was uh, a lot. They also lost Rafael Guerrero to Bayern Munich. Big loss in that as well. Um, and then they permanent transferred Anger Knopf, which I wish they would have kept. I think they could have kept him and used him at left back. I think that could have been a solid thing for them. But they did bring in players. And here's the thing. I think the thing that's been talked about most with Dortmund right now is the fact that they brought in a bunch of Bundesliga players. And outside of one person, Julian Brandt, who's been their best player so far this season, and he was brought in a few years ago, they haven't been able to really bring in Bundesliga talent. They've brought in uh, like Jude Bellingham from uh, from England, or um, like they brought Sancho in from England, uh, Dembele in from uh, Ligue 1. So all these players that they have had so much success with selling off and becoming great players, they've come from different leagues, not necessarily the Bundesliga. They picked up Nicholas Fulkrug, which I really disagreed with. They tried it last year. Same thing, picking up a successful striker and, and expecting him to do really good, and he did it. Successful Bundesliga striker. He did it. Felix Nementia, he looked fine. He's been, a, he's been uh, injured a bit, so he hasn't played a full game. He only played 26 minutes in this match. Uh, Benson Baimi, he looked pretty decent. But again, Benson Baimi, Felix Amecha, Marcel Sabasver, and Nicholas Fulkrug are not the players that I would think Dortmund needs to bring in to get over the hump, right? They sold it last season at the last bit of the season, and they should have been Bundesliga champions. I don't think these additions are the things that are going to get them over the hump. And I just I don't see it going anywhere right now. For uh, Dortmund, I don't, I don't even know if they're going to be top four. Maybe this is too early to say that, but they really just don't look like they have a great attack. They have, they have so many options, but just none of them have been panning out so far. You'll get Gio Reyna back. You'll get Mensham on full health, and so you and you get Bino Gittens maybe gets in the field. Marco Royce is coming back, so maybe you get those players to start coming through. But I just don't see it. 
Although, you have to give credit in this match to Frank Schmidt and Heidenheim. They didn't look that good in the first half, but they came back. They played so much better in the second half. They bossed the game in the second half, and Frank Schmidt had this team playing good, and they got their first point of the season. Now, do I think they're going to stay up? Probably not. The issue with Heidenheim is, is they don't real the goals, they might be hard, more hard to come by. Right now, Heidenheim only has four goals on the season. Two came from this match, and two were from the loss at uh, Hoffenheim. I don't think Heidenheim have a great chance of staying up, but they have a few players that are decent. And the key thing for this them in this match, Tim uh, Clydestein, their striker, who was very good for them last season in the second Bundesliga, who got 25 goals, which was outstanding, gets his first goal in the back in the Bundesliga. He's never played. He played in the Bundesliga in 2018 and 19. This is his first goal since then. So getting this goal for Heidenheim, starting them off, was huge for, uh, for him. And maybe he can get if he can get 10 goals in the season, that would really boost their chances of staying up. They do have a talent though. Twenty-one-year-old uh, ringer Aaron uh, Dehinki. He's from. He's a Turkish player. He's currently on loan from Werder Bremen, but he looks really good in this match. He looks really positive. So I'm looking forward to seeing how if he can continue uh, pushing and continue his form so far. It was just fun to watch, in my opinion. Him. Uh, on Saturday. One of the first matches was Augsburg versus uh, Bochum, 2-2 draw. Tacoma Sano with a brace. And then for Augsburg, it was um, Blejo and Dimitrovic. Um, uh, Blejo um, gets his second goal for Augsburg, which is huge. He's a 21-year-old striker. He could be really good. He played last season um, in the Bundesliga. Uh, for part of it, it, at the end of the season, he got three goals and assists, but he didn't really get to settle in too much. So now that he's settling in, it looks like he's really fine, maybe finding form and finding how to play with his teammates. He gets a goal here. Dimitrovic also looked really good. He's got three assists and one goal. He got an assist and a goal in this one. He's had an outstanding start to the season. I mean... You can't really ask much more for him so far. He's got an assist in all three games and a goal. So if this can continue for Augsburg and they can continue to get a lot of um, production out of their front players, they can really make a, uh, They can really keep up um, building through the season. They only have two points off of two draws, so they need to find a win. But so far, it's positive going forward. Now for Bochum... I like Tacoma Sano. Uh, I've liked him for a while. He hasn't always had the end product. Last season, he got three goals in um, 1,700 minutes. This season, he's got three goals in 200 minutes. Or two goals in two, uh, 105 minutes. That's huge. So if he can even get 10 goals this season, 10 goals, I think Bochum stay up. Hoffman, their striker, um, got an assist. He hasn't got the season off very strong. And Bochum are also on two points tied with Augsburg. So, both these teams looked fine in this game. I mean, there wasn't much to separate. 
um, Bochum had a lot more shots, but they were from a lot farther out. But although I did like how Bochum did have some really good attacks, especially through uh, their their wingbacks on the left side with Witek. So that was very positive. Uh, moving on, though, Leverkusen. Now, this is the team that I think if anyone has a shot to uh, challenge or even just challenge Bayern, it's going to be Leverkusen this season. They look so positive. They've got three wins. They're the only team that's matched Bayern on nine. So after this um, international break, Leverkusen will play Bayern, and that is going to be a huge, huge game to decide um, if Leverkusen can really hang with them. It's on September the 15th, which, as the day of recording this, is nine days away. So after this international break, Leverkusen will have their big test. In this game, their star striker right now, Boniface, Victor Boniface, who's been outstanding. This is a player, this is the big point that I would say, this is why I think uh, Bayern Leverkusen are going to be so much better than uh, Dortmund. Boniface is the player I expect Dortmund to pick up. That young talent um, from like a league like Belgium. He was just in Belgium. He played good. He's young talent. And there's a lot of hope for people in him. He's got... So in his games with Dortmund, he's been... Or not Dortmund, Leverkusen. He's been absolutely amazing. Just based off it, he's had four matches with Leverkusen. He's got five goals. In their... um, He's got... How many assists? He got two assists, four goals in the Bundesliga. I mean, that's outstanding. He's been on fire. And then you've got Wirtz and Hoffman. I think this Hoffman pickup, he left Gladbach in the summer. Now he's on Leverkusen. I think this was a really smart pickup. For the last seasons, when he was um, with Gladbach, he had 12 goals and 9 assists. That's a, that's a great contribution. And he's been doing that. He's had 12 goals the season before that. So he's going to rely. he could be a reliable 10 goals a season guy for them. It depends on how many minutes they give him, but he's got a goal and, and two assists so far this season. So if they continue to play him alongside Verts, just below uh, Boniface, I think that's really positive. Then you've got talents behind them like Jeremy Fringpong, who's been developing. He's got three assists and a goal. Now, are they going to continue scoring 11 goals in three games? No, but in this game especially, they their I mean their attack was so positive. Now, the few things, Victor Boniface, he's going to come back down to earth. If you look at his underlying numbers, he's almost at three expected goals. He's got four, so he'll come down a little bit. But his expected assists is lower, but that's that could be normal. So, But the big thing for him is he's been so positive right now. If he, Even if he comes back down to earth a little bit, that's still positive because if he can be 15 to 20 get 15 to 20 goals a season, then they can really push because you've got Verts. And Verts has he's, he has a goal and two assists, but I know he can even score way more goals than that. And then I think the probably, and I know Boniface is off to a great start, but I think their most important pickup was Granit Xhaka. He's been a rock for them at the back. He lets everything flow through him. I think it was a really um, good pickup from Arsenal. It was cheap. It was free. So getting him is outstanding work. Now for the other side, Darmstadt, they do get a goal. The positive thing, their 19-year-old striker, Oscar Wilhelmsen, um, he's a Swedish uh, player. He uh, was with them last season in the uh, Bundesliga 2, 
He gets his first goal in the Bundesliga. That's really positive for him. But they're they just look in shambles right now. They've lost all their three games and they haven't had much positive output. They've only had two goals and that's just not enough to stay up. So I don't really see where this is going. I don't think their coach is as good as like Heidenheim's Frank Schmidt, just because Frank Schmidt's been at that club for so long and he knows how to manage. He's he knows how to manage that club. Thorsten um, Leberknecht. I'm sorry for that pronunciation. He's been at Darmstadt since 2021, and he hasn't had a ton of coaching experience before then. He coached a team that's currently in the third league of Germany before that. So, getting Dartmouth or um, getting Darmstadt promoted is fantastic. I just don't think I just don't see them staying up. I think Heidenheim have a better shot than they do. The next one, Hei- uh, Hoffenheim versus Wolfsburg, or Hoffenheim versus Wolfsburg. Uh, Wolfsburg, they don't look great in this one. I mean, they're positive. We'll talk about it quickly. They lose three one. The positive is they've got Thiago Thomas. Now they got him from Stuttgart. And this is a positive transfer. I think he's really good. He gets his first goal of the season. That's good. But, and Jonas Vin has looked very good for them this season. Four goals and one assist. I mean, he's been outstanding. But, their defense is lacking. They did outplay well in this game. And, when, I mean, Hoffenheim look very good. And I, I finally think Pellegrino Monterazzo has him playing after a summer. He's got them playing in a full training camp, full preseason. He's got them playing the soccer he wants them to play. They out, they didn't have that much possession. Pellegrino Monterazzo wants his team to play in the counter. That's exactly what they did, and they did it so well. Um, striker Maximilian Bier, twenty-year-old talent, got his second-year-old or second goal of the season. Kramerich has been playing a little bit deeper of a role this season. He gets an assist. Uh, Marius Bulter um, on the left, um, left mid, left wing back, whatever you want to call it. He looked good. Bebu's also been dropped. He's been dropped down to the right mid position. Uh, plays more um, farther back. He looked good in this game as well. John Anthony Brooks, the USMNT player, he gets a goal. Looked good, but off the bench in the 59th minute. Robert Skov, he um he subbed on for Bolter and he played outstanding, got a goal and an assist. So I just think this counterattack is really is lethal, and I think it could really work for uh, Hoffenheim. They've lost one game, and that was to uh, uh, Freiburg when they didn't really play their full soccer. But when they played Heidenheim, they did take the ball in that game. And they did score. So I think they can play a multitude of different games. But against bigger teams, when you have to face Bayern, Leverkusen, Leipzig, Union, even Wolfsburg in this case, like they can go without the ball, and they've proven it they can go score and win 3-1 in a seemingly comfortable game. So I think that was really impressive showing from Hoffenheim. Uh, another really impressive showing, Stuttgart 5-0 over uh, Freiburg. And I think Stuttgart, as much as everyone's talking about Leverkusen, I think the most surprising player, or Leverkusen, they're talking about Boniface and all that, maybe they're saying he might be the most impressive striker. Jonas Vins got four, had four goals in two games to start the season. He didn't get a goal this match day. But Sahud, uh, Garase, 
Um, he's he's been at Stuttgart for a little while. He came in, or I guess he 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 just signed a contract, a full contract with Stuttgart. He was on loan uh, from Rennes last season, so not huge expectations. He had eleven goals last season. He was good for them. He was their leading goal scorer. This season, though, he's been at performing out of his mind. He has five goals in three matches. Now he's gonna drop back down to earth. He's got little less than three expected goals, which means he'll he he will drop back down. But again, fifteen goals a season, and they'll stay up. They stayed up last season. They did have to go to the relegation playoff. But I I really just see them playing good. He played out exceptional in that Bundesliga qualification relegation playoff. So I think he's finally figuring out how to play in this team. And then also Silas Kupen Matumba, like. It's no secret if you've listened to me before. I love this player. He's really positive on the ball. He's d- super direct. I really like that. But he had a really he's had two very unfortunate seasons. 2021, he had the whole identity uh, scandal plus uh 21-22. He and then he was injured for most of that. Last season, he didn't play that good. Didn't really find his role. Only 5 goals, 2 assists. He's got 2 goals and 1 assist in this one. He's looked super positive. Then they get Wu Yong um, Jing from Freiburg. He gets an assist in this one. He looks a lot more positive, and he's his expected goal Shea, He should have a goal, so he'll get that soon. Chris Fusch, twenty-five-year-old player, Stuttgart. He's been with the club for a little bit. He's finally playing well. He got five goals and two assists last season. He's already got the same amount of assists as he's got both the last two seasons, and he's got two goals along with that. His expected goals, he'll come down, but their entire team is so positive. Now, I don't really understand why Freiburg lost us so bad. Gunter, he played terrible. Their goalie, Noah Abeludo, he did not play good either. Colbert, on their left back, not good. None of their defense was solid at all. I don't understand why this Freiburg team, I mean, they've won their last two games. They won 2-1 against uh, Hoffenheim, and then they beat... Bremen won nothing. Yet they lose five nothing to Stuttgart. Credit to Stuttgart though; they've played outstanding. They've got two wins and one uh one loss. So right now, along with their goal differential, they're third. That's outstanding. They won't stay up there. But if they're a mid-table team, that's better than last season improvement. And I think a lot of it is coming from their attack. Now they do have a really good signing that I think Alexander Nubel, the backup, supposed to be the backup keeper for Bayern. He got loaned out this season. He's looked really, really positive. Expected uh, XG conceded is almost four. And right now, Stukov only let in five. So that's positive. He looked really good in this game in particular. Another blowout. Bremen, four. Mainz, zero. Here's what I don't understand. So, Bremen, obviously, they lost their striker. They lost... um. They lost him to Dortmund. Now, that's super disappointing. You don't want to lose him. He was their key man alongside Dush at the top. So, they lose um, Nicholas Fulcrew, the striker. They also send their other striker, Oliver Berkey, who was a backup last year. He's gone. He's now at uh, burning Birmingham for the season. They do get Rafael Santos Borer as a replacement. But right now, they're playing... Um, Kowalnik, um, up top, he didn't look great in this game. I 
what I'm looking for right now is if Barrer can get some playing time. I don't know if he will, but Dush is going to have to step up the season. In this game, he did. He gets his first goal of the season. Although, disappointing for him, he has a hip injury. He might miss the next game. A little bit concerning for them how they're going to find goals in that game then. Uh, they got a lot of assists from their midfield. Rieser, Schmidt, and Stott all played well. Stott got a goal. Bitten, Core comes off the bench, gets a goal. And overall, Vanberg, Vitter, Bremen dominated this game. So, I think they're going to have to really rely on Doch this season. He gets a goal from the penalty stop this season. Maybe that gets him going. But it's going to have to really be key for him to get going. Otherwise, they could be in a lot of trouble. The player that was really positive, 22-year-old striker Justin Nemecha. Um, He comes in. He's only played uh, eight, 14 minutes in this uh, in this season, and he's gotten a goal and assist. I mean, how positive is that? Now, last season, he only he he didn't even really play for them. He was he's an academy player who's just coming through a little bit late. But if he can be this positive, and yes, he overperformed his numbers. He got lucky, but he has almost an expected goal, half an expected goal, in 14 minutes of play. If he can be anywhere near that positive. He could be a huge reliant, and they could maybe put him alongside Dursch. I would hopefully that start he starts getting more playing time and can maybe look to be that uh, full crew replacement. They don't play the same, but maybe he can play it a different way, and that, that improves. Mainz, really disappointing. Bo Svensson, usually he's got a great defense. They're really hard to break down, not in this game. They have not looked great this season. Um, they only have one uh, point for a draw. This is disappointing because Mainz last season were pretty decent. They were safe through the whole season. They weren't really in the relegation battle. So I don't really, I didn't really see this coming. But Unsiwu was is their striker last season. He only he got ten goals. They need that. Gonna need that again. And so far they just haven't had any a- attacking output. They only have two goals in uh, three matches. That's not gonna be good enough. Bayern finally get. Uh, get out of uh, Gladbach. They can leave uh, Gladbach Stadium with a point, or three points. They have been able to, they've lost, I think, the last six games before this. Like, Bayern can have had Gladbach as a trap team for a while. And it looked like that. Bayern looked positive in the opening. Then Gladbach got a goal. Then that momentum really did switch. And I thought the game was kind of going away from Bayern. Then at halftime, it changed. Bayern dominated the entire second half. The second half was probably the most impressive performance maybe I've seen from Bayern. They only let Gladbach have three shots, one on target in the second half. It was really dominant. Six shots on target for Bayern. Gladbach's keeper didn't even have that bad of a game, and they lost 2-1. In the second half, he did save shots. He had five five saves. That's not bad. After the goal, though, Bayern really showed why they... I think they could really put this Bundesliga to bed in March, like they have in the uh they have of recently, not last season, but seasons before. Kimmich he played outstanding this game, gets two assists. Sané gets a goal. This is the first time Harry Kane hasn't scored for Bayern this season, and yet they still win. That's huge. That's the big thing for me. If they can score without Harry Kane having a huge impact, that's absolutely massive. Kim and Upanokondo is a back two. Played well. Now, I don't know how that's going to feel when Delict doesn't play. Is he going to get mad? 
You don't know. That's the issue. They got three outstanding center backs. I think everyone sleeps on Opa Nakano. I think he's a fantastic player. I think the issue is how are you going to go to all three on the pitch, and are they going to get mad? That could be something to follow. Also, Alfonso Davies didn't get an assist, but he was super positive in this game. He's got three assists on the season. Thomas Muller finally giving him his spot back at the attacking mid. I think that's amazing. Now, is that just because Musial is injured? You don't know. Guerrero, the left back, he's been injured. I don't know. I don't really want him to become a huge staple in this team because I don't want him to take minutes away from Davies. Maybe he slips into midfield. That's what uh, Marco Rosa, or not Marco Rosa, Eden Terzic had him do at Dortmund last season. If that can happen, then maybe Davies can stay on the pitch because I think Davies right now is playing in incredible form, and I don't want Guerrero to take that away. Matias Tell, he gets the winner. This is huge for him. Maybe his confidence goes up. He's got two goals on the season. That's not bad. He's only 18 years old, too. So maybe getting him getting more minutes is a positive thing. There's so much attacking talent on this Bayern team. It really is depth. And I think the biggest thing for me right now is the keeper position for Bayern. And they had a little bit of a... Uh, I'll go over it later, but they did have a little bit of late... Uh, transfer drama. They didn't end up getting uh, Paulinha from uh, Fulham. I don't really understand why that was such a huge deal because I just, I th I think it was unnecessary. And I'm not going to say I'm glad they didn't get him, but I don't know. Very interesting. Uh, then you're going to look at um, Gladbach from this game. They played fine. They got to go off their center back. But their expected goals in the in the second half were point zero four. You you can't get dominated by a team by that much. It was ridiculous. The fact that it was two one and it took a late minute winner from uh last minute winner from uh Matthias Tell was actually kind of kind to Gladback. Now has Gladback played great this season? Not really. They only have one point from the whole season. They have five goals, but they've let in nine. So that's not great. They had a 4-4 draw with Augsburg. But right now, I think their biggest problem is they haven't really figured out. I mean, maybe you figure out your striker position, but they also subbed him off in the 59th minute. I think that's a little early. They put Jordan Pifok in, but he has not been, as much as I like him as a U.S. player, he's not been that great. Um, I want to see their... Um, um, Savan, uh, Van Sarek, Karik, uh, 23-year-old Czech Republic striker. I definitely butchered his name, but he's had two goals in the season. Give him more playing time. He has expected goals to back it up as well. I really think he should be playing more. I don't think you should sub him off in the 59th minute. I think that was a bad call. Now moving to the games on Sunday. Frankfurt won. Cologne won. Cologne got to a uh, early lead through Kainz in the 43rd minute. And then a last-minute uh, tying goal from Nkukong. Um, I definitely butchered that again. Defender. But the game, it really should have been Frankfurt. So Frankfurt were the better team. But Cologne played fine off the uh, counterattack. They get their goal from the spot. The biggest issue right now with Frankfurt is I don't see where they have that lethal attacker. They lose Kolomowani in the uh, 
in the transfer market. Now, am I surprised? No, that's I'm not that surprised. The issue with having him is the fact that everything in there, I pointed out last season a multitude of times, everything that went through Frankfurt into the back of the net went through Kolomowani. He was so important to them, and I knew they would lose him. I knew some team would come calling. Makes sense it was PSG. They got a lot of money for it. I'm not going to blame them for uh, for selling him. $89 million, or $98 million, that's a lot, a lot of money. So I'm not mad that they sold him. But they also have to realize that's a huge loss. So they've spent it in some younger players, but they haven't spent a lot of the money. So maybe they revamped the squad, maybe added more attacking talent in January. But I don't know. It's just not a huge positive thing. In a big game, though, on Sunday, Union lose 3 nothing to Leipzig. And Leipzig, they looked really good. Dominic Sesko, he gets two goals. That's super positive because a lot of people were doubting his ability. Comes in, he's got uh, the, he's got two goals in 26 minutes. He needs more playing time. Now, Poulsen and, and um, Louis, uh, or Imoki Louis Openenda, the striker that's supposed to be really good for Belgium, he didn't look that great in this match, but he's got two goals on the season. Can't blame him too much. I want to see Poulsen. Poulsen out, and I want to see Sesko in. That's what I want to see. Javi Simmons continues in his insane form. Two goals, three assists, three matches. Outstanding. Hendricks also gets an assist. Leipzig continue to play well. They've got six points. They did have a loss earlier, though, to Leverkusen. I think they could find themselves in that uh, later spots for the Champions League. Thank you for listening, though. This is the end of the episode. Have a good day. Bye.